Hey yo, we was having a ball, and you know they asked me to get on the mic, and they asked me, can I kick it? Words. Can I kick it? Yo guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the CW Clinic. My name is Chris. I'm your host. As always, no one has fired me. And before I get into the show, I kind of just want to tell you guys that I appreciate you. I love you. I hope everybody is doing really well. I know things are starting to look a little interesting as we approach 2023. And, uh, and you know, that's exactly why I do what I do. And I want you to know that I do this show for you. I don't have sponsors. It actually costs me money to produce, but I don't look at it as an expense. I look at it as an investment into my audience, into you guys. So that's why I do this. And today, we are talking about lessons on hiring employees and how to hire. The biggest problem that I see with employers is when it comes to hiring their first employee, scaling the business, when to hire employees, and how to hire the best employees, they're completely fucking clueless. So what today I'm going to do is I'm going to break down to you, I've hired and fired hundreds of people, and I've had a lot of experience when it comes to these sorts of things. So I've been through it all fundamentally, and I'm going to save you time money and effort with this show giving you the sauce on how to hire an effective team. So with that said, let's get into the show. All right, guys, I'm going to give you five killer tips on how to hire a team, a killer team, maybe your first employee and really just get started moving in the right direction. This this show has been built upon over a decade, you know, almost 15 years of doing this and I figured a few things out, all right? Number 1, don't hire out of desperation, okay? I've had this conversation with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners and what it comes down to is People that hire out of desperation, which I once did too on numerous occasions, it turns into a fucking problem is what it turns into. Because you're desperate to get someone into the position, you're you're unknowingly putting the wrong, wrong person into the position and it's going to cause problems and fundamentally it's your fault hiring out of desperation. Yes, it was my fault. Yes, it's your fault if you've done it. And the thing about it is it's too common, especially like nowadays where people really don't want to work and businesses are struggling to get good employees. They're hiring out of desperation to keep their business running, to keep the business going. And it's just causing problems, whether it's one week, one month, one year down the road. And that's a really easy one to avoid. Now, I know it's going to be hard, especially if you're trying to run your business. But what I will tell you is if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have to learn to delay the gratification. Put in the work. Don't hire out of desperation. Double down, cover down, do what you need to do until you find the right person which is what we're going to talk about next, how to find that right person. So number two, 
higher on your core values. If you don't know what core values are or don't have core values, fundamentally, they are a set of terms that guide you and or your business through life and business. And when you have those things, those terms, it guides your company and the people within your company. If you want to know more on this topic, basically look at my show, look for core values, and it will explain to you exactly how to come up with core values and develop core values. But the second point we're talking about is hiring on your core values. So let me give you an example of hiring on your core values. I have many core values for many different companies, and they're pretty similar, but they differ a little bit. But one core value that is always going to be the same in every company that I have is this, is respect. So Respect is big to me. It's big to my company. It's big to my team. So if we're hiring someone, what we're doing is we're asking them, hey, listen, what does respect mean to you? And they're going to riddle you off the answer and then challenge them and be like, hey, listen, tell me about a time when you were told you were being disrespectful. Pause. If they say they have never been told they were disrespectful, chances are they're lying to you and that should weed them right out of the process. And this is why hiring by your core values is so important. All right. So if they say, you know what? I was told that I was being disrespectful by, you know, my uh, former uh, employer because I was bringing solutions to the table and they thought I was undermining them all I was really do was trying to help the company, but I don't think they saw it for what it was, or maybe I wasn't explaining it well enough to get my point across, but what it comes down to is I was told I was being disrespectful. Pause. If someone says something like that in your interview, they're being truthful and they're a problem solver and their boss knew that they were better than them and that is why they were told they were disrespectful and likely not working within that organization anymore. Okay, number three, let your team do some of or all of the interviewing. If you're at the point to where you can train your team to do interviewing well, using interviews as practice, you can delegate it out if you are at that point in your career. If you are not at that point in your career, I would recommend at least a two-step interview, whether it be with you, the owner first, and then your team, or your team, and then you, the owner. Either way, you want your team involved because you want to hear if the team thinks that person will operate well on the team, right? Because think about it. Do you want to bring someone in your company that you think is good and your team doesn't want to work with? No. Do you want to bring someone in your company that your team says, you know what? 
we like this one. We want to work with this one. We think this one is a good candidate. Yes, you want to bring that person in. And if it works out, fantastic. And if it doesn't work out, well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But the point is you're going to empower your team to make decisions, to help with the interview, and feel like they're moving the needle forward, not only with the team, but the company. And number four when it comes to this is Ask your team's opinion on what they think they see with this person in the future. If your team is good, they will tell you what they think this person is capable of, of, excuse me, or not capable of. Let's just say that again. Your team is going to tell you what they think this person is capable of or not capable of. And that is really good perspective that we've talked about on the show before, which is learning through other people's eyes. If you're quiet enough to listen to people, in this case your team, and listen to what they have to say, all right, they're going to give you the feedback that you might not see or know because you're asking other people to give their perspective. And number five to round this out, when it comes to hiring good team members, your first team member, your second team member, your hundredth team member, and beyond, do a trial period. Do a 60 to 90 day trial period. I use 90 day trial periods and I lay out exactly what I'll provide for that person and I'll lay out exactly what I expect from that person. Now, in that 90 day period, that individual will either embrace their responsibilities and their expectations or they won't. And after that 90 day period, you sit down with that person and you say, all right, listen, hey, little Johnny, what did you think of your first 90 days with the company? And little Johnny will say, you know, I really liked the idea of this. However, I don't think I see myself doing this for the next couple of years of my life. So I don't know what you want to do, but that's how I feel. And that's when you say, you know what, little Johnny, I appreciate you coming to me with this with this truth and this reality. And I had a feeling you were gonna say that, so I actually called my buddy, Big Mark, down the street, and I told him about you, little Johnny, and I said, hey, Big Mark, he's a really good dude. He might not, not just be a great fit here, and Big Mark has a job waiting for you down the street. That's how you let someone go, guys. You provide them a job. Now, on the contrary, if you sit someone down after the 90-day period and you say, hey, little Johnny, what do you think about this? And they say, listen, I love the challenge. I love the pace. I love my job. I love solving problems. This is great. I want more responsibility. What can you give me more to do? Give me more. I want more. Okay, little Johnny, cool your jets. All right. I love it. Let's take the next step, which is hash out what you're going to do for the next year, and let's get you firing on all cylinders as a human first, and then when you're ready, we'll give you that more responsibility. Let's get going. That's what a 90-day trial period is for, is to weed out the shitheads and keep the good people. And listen, either way, it's all good because you're providing someone with an opportunity to leave and find their good elsewhere 
or you're providing an opportunity for someone to grow within your company. And to recap what we talked about today, this is how you hire good employees, great team, or even your first employee, which is number one, don't hire out of desperation. Number two, hire by your core values. Number three, let your team do some of the interviewing, if not all. Number four, ask your team's opinion. And number five, have a trial period. I promise you, if you implement this process, you will hire fantastic team members. The key is not to hire out of desperation. All right, guys. Much love. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Hire the right people for your team, and I'll catch you next time.